Hi, and welcome to Beyond Your Limits. Today, I'm going to talk about a strong self-concept being the key to manifesting and creating, but it's actually the key to manifesting and creating the life that you want to live, the life that you envision for yourself. One of my clients asked me, when is this self-concept that I'm building going to actually kick in? And why am I not manifesting the things that I want? Why am I stuck? And we get stuck because we don't look at our self-concept. You see, the world is a reflection of what you believe about yourself, what you feel about yourself, and what you think about yourself. How many times have I said this, right? It's, I give you countless examples on it. And people will say, you know, I can't love myself because I don't believe that I'm lovable. Well, then there's your problem. You have to begin to change that. And they struggle against it. And they say things like, I can't. And those words that you're using, I can't, are old habits and patterns that you believe about yourself. Do you see that? It's no different than somebody saying, I don't feel wealthy. I don't have any money. I don't understand the concept. And I say, well, then how do we get there? I don't know. I can't. Okay. So what kind of a car would you like to see yourself drive? What would it make you feel like to be wealthy? Do you walk through those neighborhoods or the homes of people that you see are wealthy? Do you go through stores that you feel cater to wealthy people? Do you go to the car dealerships and check out the cars that you feel? What does wealth mean to you? Wealth is abundance. Do you walk in nature and feel wealthy because of the abundance that you know that the universe is? There's so much endless energy here. And so you see, the self-concept is the problem. They see themselves outside of the concept. They don't believe that they are that. And so when we talk about problems and running into problems manifesting and we get frustrated and we stop, it's usually because we have a fear. We don't know how to break through, but that's where we have to keep going. And other people in relationships will say, I do not feel like I'm lovable. I think that I deserve love. I think that I should be treated better. But the person that I'm in a relationship with, I'm not a priority for. They don't want to commit to me. They're only giving me half of what I want. What is that? Do you believe that you are lovable? Yes. Do you believe that you deserve to be loved completely, totally like a god or a goddess? Yes. And then they stop and they're like, well, no, not like a god or a goddess. Okay, that's kind of extreme. What kind of love do you think you deserve? I think I deserve to be loved fully. Well, then why are you reflecting a relationship that doesn't give you that? Why do you keep accepting half of what you want when you know that you deserve more? Why don't you pull back and stop accepting half and instead say to yourself, I only accept 100%. That's it. That's all I accept. And I give 100%. And some people think I'm not ready to master my mind. I'm not ready to be a master of my feelings and my thoughts. 
And so that's the one that really gets you because you realize, well, then you're completely out of control if you're not willing to take a look at what you think and what you feel. They think that they don't direct their mind. You're directing your mind all the time. You're just doing it in a way that is either unconscious and that you're not paying attention to or something that you're used to doing. You know how you feel, you know how you think, and you just react. So you do direct your mind. Sorry about the dog. Anyway, so you can't master yourself if you don't use your mind consciously now. Remember, everything is in the now. Being conscious and being aware is what creates the mastery. So the excuses that we make up shows us how we avoid the responsibility and we avoid consciously practicing these things because we we're comfortably uncomfortable. We don't really want it. We like the idea of manifesting. We like the idea of changing, but we're really hooked into going to work and thinking negative thoughts about these other people and thinking that they're thinking negative thoughts about us. We like our little wars because we're safe there. We like our relationship struggles because we're safe there, because we know them, because then we don't feel threatened and we don't have to be alone. We don't have to make any changes. But do you know that when you change, everything changes? And so you're afraid to make that step to say to somebody, I'm sorry, but it's 100% or it's not. I'm not taking a half from you. So you see, to be creative, you have to show up for yourself. To get what you want, you have to show up for yourself. If you're avoiding being responsible for your life and you're avoiding making your daily habits and what you do a conscious practice, then you're going to be all over the road. And what are these things? They're truths. Truths for who? For the people that practice them. And for the people that want to practice self-mastery, that becomes a truth for them. So the reason we focus on what you see and called your self-image or your self-concept is because your self-image and your self-concept, what you feel about yourself, is the reason for the excuses that you make for not taking responsibility. But if you use that as an excuse to not use your conscious power, then you're no different from people who believe in the concept of the subconscious to avoid conscious decisions. You see, consciously directing your mind is also what Neville Goddard calls the mental diet. And so when we blame our subconscious mind and we say, it's because I don't have control uh, over my subconscious, you have to realize something. You're very conscious when you say that of your subconscious thoughts. So that's not true either. You know, when we think that, okay, it's all subconscious. And so therefore, I I can't make any conscious decisions. That's not true. You can choose to override the subconscious mind by saying, I'm not going to make decisions like that anymore that hurt me. I'm not going to make the decision to accept somebody only giving me 15% in a relationship. I'm not going to accept the fact that I'm going to fight with the people at work. I'm not going to think that they think that anymore. I'm not going to project those things. I'm going to feel wealthy. I'm going to associate and affiliate myself with what I believe wealth to be, what I want my life to be, what I think it feels like to be rich. 
and what it feels like to be healthy or to feel fit or to eat the right foods or just to think a lot better, to enjoy your relationships, to enjoy your life. So if there's anything that you're using and it is an excuse to not direct your mind, then you're living in the old habits and patterns, but you're living in those old habits and patterns in the present, in the now. And so what you do is you begin to blame other people or you blame society or the beliefs that you grew up with. You blame the law of attraction doesn't work. You blame the devil. You blame karma. You believe in karma when karma is literally just giving back to you what you think you deserve, what you feel deep inside you. Look very closely and deeply when you study karma. And when you say that person's going to get their karma, well, wouldn't you also be getting your karma then too for saying something like that, for wishing that on them? Think about that. When you blame your subconscious, when you blame the past, when you blame the tarot cards, when you blame astrology, or anything that you can think up to put between you and your choice, between the power that you have in you to make conscious choices and decisions. And this is the idea of what you believe about yourself. So look at your self-concept that other people are to blame. It's not your fault. That it's the planets, that Mercury is retrograde, that I'm in my Saturn return. I was born under these stars. I was this. Why can't you change that? What is it that holds you back? If you believe that you can do anything, then why would you believe that? And so that's what you really have to focus on, your unlimited ability. So there's no excuse and there's no reason. And there's nothing that should be used to tell yourself that the power of the decision-making is in the hands of something or someone else. Your power is within you, and it's always in the now, right now in the present. It's always in your hands. You use it every moment, whether you choose to acknowledge it or not. And so when you say, okay, I'm going to have a relationship when I feel better about myself, I'm going to, when I change my self-concept, I'm going to be, no, you need to be it now. You see, there's the difference. You have to be that now. You know, we have to use words. I have to be able to explain concepts. So we use vocabulary to show you what certain things mean. So you've got to get the idea behind it. But the self-concept is not something that you're separated from. It's your mind and it's your conscious decisions. It's what you are. There's no difference between your self-concept and you. You're it. And there's never anything that comes above your conscious power or decision-making. You are the first cause. And that means that you can change whatever you want. If you didn't make decisions, if you didn't have the power of consciousness, you couldn't change anything, but you can. You can choose whether you want to make a right or a left. You can choose the foods that you want to eat. And you might say, well, uh, no, the road was blocked. I couldn't make a right. Come on. You can park the car. You don't have to go left. Maybe you could go straight. 
Maybe you could do a U-turn and turn around. You have choices. So if you understand this idea of subconscious programming, it's there to free you. It's not there to keep you stuck. We don't talk about subconscious programming to keep you chained to the past. Subconscious programming exists because of your conscious mind and your ability to consciously direct your focused thoughts and feelings. You see, the subconscious mind was programmed that way by your conscious thinking at the time, and that created very strong memories and habits and patterns, patterns that you can change when you use your conscious mind in a focused way. So even the idea of subconscious beliefs, right? That's an idea made by your conscious mind, and it became automated. Nothing is really unconscious unless you refuse to look at it. And this is what self-awareness is about. If you decide that you're going to look deeply and you commit to that with everything that you have, you're going to commit to living the life that you want and making the change that you want. Nothing is going to stop you. Nothing except your own thoughts. And that's where you go deeper and you ask yourself, what do I not want to look at? And look at it anyway. You'll have a constant dialogue with yourself or your spirit guide or your angel or whatever you want to call it. But I promise you, it's there. And it's always communicating with you. So what I'm trying to help us all understand, because we're all in this together, always practicing, is that the power is always in your hands. And if we use ideas that become barriers, for example, you could even take my ideas and say, "Mm, that doesn't really work. Don't use them as a barrier. Don't let anybody's ideas or concepts get in your way. Don't let anybody's teaching get you to a place where you're avoiding your own power of decision in the present, where you avoid thinking for yourself and doing the things that you want to do right now in the present. You are the director of your own concepts. And there's never anything above you. You are first cause. You make the decisions. So when people say to you or have said to you in the past, you can't do that, you know that you can if you choose to decide differently, if you choose differently. You have to know that. You are the power. You are first cause. So when people tell you you can't do something, it's up to you to say, those are not my thoughts. I know that I have this within me. And yes, I can, and I will do it. Now, if it's not something that you're really passionate about and you're not going to get behind or you're too afraid to take risks or whatever it is, you got to get, you got to get behind that too. But you always have to know that's a choice. And these are things that make us, I would say, comfortable. And it also makes us comfortably uncomfortable, but in a better way. Because it takes us from point A to point C. And this is where we begin to really start to create miracles in our lives. So anyway, this is just a podcast short. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it made sense to you. And please make the world a better place.